We are back with another episode of the Remotely Social Podcast. On this episode, I'm talking to my friend Stephanie, and we share our experiences about being first-generation citizens with immigrant parents. It was a fun cavo. I enjoyed having it. I hope you enjoy listening to it, and let's just get into it. This is the Remotely Social Podcast, the third arc, the first-generation arc, episode number two, Jesus is Wrong. Enjoy the show. Where are your parents from? And uh, if you if you know, why did they decide to come to the U.S.? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. I think that my mom just kind of wanted a different life. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, my dad is a deadbeat. So she's like, <laughs> I got to leave. <laughs> she's like, I got to dip. Um, but my family is from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. But I was born and raised here in the Bronx. Nice. Gang, gang. BXNY all day, all day, all day, all day. Uh <laughs> Dominican Republic, what part of the DR? Putacana? Cotuí, which is like El Campo, like the farmland. Oh, like the sticks. Everybody I speak to about Cotuí, they're like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I heard. Know. I heard the babies are born with machetes out there. <laughs> like, A small little like gun on, on the, just like at the hip. <laughs> Plantain in one hand. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, for sure. But yeah, so I'm like, that's where the family's from. My, my mom's like most of her family is like still over there. Mm-hmm. Like she's the only one. My mom is number fourteen out of fifteen. Because you know they had your grandfather had, had fifteen kids. Fifteen kids. You know they had nothing to do at the time other than than, than bang. Yeah, and they start early. Like they be motherfuckers out there like sixteen with three kids. Facts. I I don't know. It's weird. Damn, your grandmother must be disappointed in you, son. <laughs> like, she like, well, you thirty two. Right, got- <laughs> Honestly, I, I haven't. I met one grandparent, my dad's dad, mm-hmm. but everybody else like passed before I was born. Nah, I feel you. I feel but, like that's the case with many immigrant kids. Yeah, but she's four, 14 out of fifteen, and she's the only one who ever made it to the states. Word. Mm-hmm. Everyone did, else like stayed. Did she try to bring back. anybody back? I actually don't know. I've never spoken to her about it. I know that when I went, I asked one of my uncles, one of her brothers, and he pretty much was like, I would never go over there. So I think that a lot of them weren't just like, didn't really care. I've got a cousin who he like grew up there and he's he, he was already older when he came here because um, he had another child. And you know how they she do. She lived here. Mm-hmm. She lived here. And then, like, I guess they met over there, and she came over here with their kid, and then he finally came over. But for the most part, like, my mom is the only one who who was here. And so, mm-hmm. here we are. Did your Did your siblings have a big part of raising you? My oldest sister. Same. Sure. Um, it was her and my mom. So, like, whatever, because my mom, like, she doesn't really speak English. Mm-hmm. So anything to do with like. Just not not even just discipline, but like schooling yeah. or anything. Like it was my sister, and so it's funny. I told my uh, I have my, my middle sister. I was like, you were not as involved as you should have been because there's no reason why I'm more like my mom and mm-hmm. Papika, which is what I call my my sister. 
there's no reason. My sister and my brother were just like not present. So I feel like she's like my, she was my second mom. And I think at some point I asked her to like adopt me because I really felt like that she was like my mom. No, yeah. On top of like my actual mom, I'm like, I have two moms. <laughs> that's that's cute. It's kind of weird that your your second mom's your sister, uh, but you know, you know Dominicans. Uh, Dominicans. <laughs> but uh, it's funny. I, I have a similar situation. Like you've met my older sister Bridget, and she's mm-hmm. also been on the podcast. You could check that one out. Um, I forget the episode name, but it's out there. And she would uh, she nice. She would always joke. <laughs> she has uh she would always joke. She would, my mom would be like, "Why don't you have any kids yet?" Because she's like mad old. She's like thirty one. And my mom would be like, why this don't you really have really young, kids? Kevin. This is very weird. <laughs> it is young, but like, I like giving her shit. Um, mm-hmm. My mom would always be like, oh, why haven't you thought about like settling down and starting a family yet? And she's like, no, I've, she was like, I already have two kids, Kevin and me and my younger brother. Mm-hmm. And so I always thought that that's an interesting dynamic of immigrant families because you don't notice like our American counterparts really do that per se. Where maybe black families, but at any other family, for the most part, you don't see like the and I think a big part of it is the fact that work becomes a big part of it. So like you, as we both know, like when with immigrant families, working is super people, the kids got to survive, the kids got to eat. And mm-hmm. since the kids got to eat, the parents pretty much can't raise them because they're working whatever shifts that they work. And when they can't work, they're in bed or cooking so Mm -hmm. having so i think a big part of them having like a shit ton of kids is like yo i'm gonna have you i'm gonna raise you then eventually like i gotta kick work into gear so now your older sister or your older brother is going to have to take a big part of raising you at this point who and they essentially become your parent Mm -hmm. and did that affect you though because with me personally that definitely did affect me like with my older sister raised taking a big part of raising me there's definitely like a lack of connection i have with my mom and dad because of it just because they weren't around as much Mm -hmm. so you find that you being raised by bridget kind of strengthened your relationship yes yeah that and I don't want to say weakened my relationship with my parents, but my relationship with my parents is definitely not as strong as my relationship with my sister. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, because it's very interesting to like hear about other people's like dynamics. So I know like for my sister, like she was very like big into the disciplining. So she would like, be I, she would punish me. Like she was like, no TV, like no this, like, yeah, and then my I was so tight at that when that would happen because my parents would just let it happen. She was like, yeah, Kevin can't watch TV for the weekend. And they were like, I guess you can't watch TV. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she's not she's not you. And you're like, nah, she has she has the fucking power. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But you find that still you have, like, a strong relationship with Bridget. Yeah. Yeah, of all my siblings, the strongest. That's real interesting. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my mom about it the other day, and I'm like, you allow them to feel that you know i basically i'm like they are not siblings to me they are authority figures yeah so now that i'm older i'm kind of having like this hard time being like you're not my dad (laughs) like (laughs) like, you're we're equals now Mm -hmm. so i find like it's very interesting because to me it's just like you're not a sibling like you're the op like you're you're my op or like you're you're my parole officer (laughs) 
<laughs> you're, like, you're, you're the whole cop, bro. Like, I, I, I don't have like that relationship where I call my siblings. Like, guess what I just got into? I'm I don't do that shit. either. I'm not telling you shit because it's making its way back to mom. Get <laughs> out you of a here. snitch? My, my once I've got my oldest sister. She would be the one to punish me. Yeah. My other sister would be the snitch. She'll, that's it. Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll just snitch. And with my brother, I find that I am close. I, even though, like, my sister raised me and I was close with her in, like, that aspect. Yeah. I find that I think my brother and I, because maybe we're closer in age mm-hmm. and we're kind of, like, humor-wise, are very similar. 12 like, years. <laughs> closer in age. We are closer. So I think yeah. we, we get along better. But also, I just, like, he would also, like, discipline me. But not like my sister would hit me. Like really? she would like dole out punishment. Yeah, my sister would hit me. Like yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. Like like my sister didn't. Yo, that's wild. Like what are we talking about hitting? Because yeah, and we're we're gonna get into that conversation with like parents. There's not there's no beating like an immigrant parent beating because they're giving you that fucking <laughs> that when it comes to your situation that island beating. For me, <laughs> I got that fucking. <laughs> oh my god oh bro i'm getting that fucking third world beating bro it's ridiculous but what type of beating would your sister do would she would it just be like belts or was she kind of like yo throw your hands um i can't now i can't remember a belt but i remember once she threw a chancleta at me like the the, like the the flip-flop i know what chancleta is yep 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 i don't don't know the listeners may not yeah the, the, mm-hmm. the chancla so it's like a flip-flop but the hispanic version which it hurts more because <laughs> um, <laughs> of extra pain because of extra pain um but i think that yeah i don't I actually don't remember if she's ever used a belt but definitely i remember when she was sweeping and she yelled at me and i kind of like kicked the garbage a little bit like that was on the floor like the dirt i'm like eh. she just <laughs> just threw the whole chancla i mean i'm like i'm going down <laughs> but it was it was very big like oh no tv and it, now that i'm older and you know i'm just like kind of reminiscing i'm like who the fuck were you who were you the and, fuck were you <laughs> and it was kevin now that i'm looking back i'm like it was for dumb shit too <laughs> you could talk about fidelity within our communities do 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 the men within our communities even know what fidelity means? <laughs> like, you just know. I feel like Dominicans and Africans—they're just like neck and neck. It's like, yeah. Who who has more families? Because <laughs> I think a big part of what what causes that it's um they're very like masculinity, not even masculinity centered country um cultures because like um ghana's very like in in some of their things it's very matrilineal but the men have very masculine ma- mindsets and masculine to them is like the the standard gener- um definition of masculine which people are trying to get rid of like you know um fuck hoes get money that type mm-hmm. of mindset like that that mindset has been alive since forever you know what i mean yeah and so I, I think that's a big part of it. It's like the man who has the most women is like the most manly. Yeah. Yeah. And 
but are you manly if you have to sneak around? Like, I feel like manly is all your hoes living in one house. You don't want to get you your hoes mad. Around. I mean, but then how many of these hoes are trying to live in one house with other hoes? Sometimes you just got to trick them. <laughs> Make them think they're, they're your only hoe. And that's how you get a pot of boiling water to the face. Okay, that sounds like a story of experience. Who did that to who? You don't need to give any specifics. No, I don't know anybody. I actually don't know. I feel like... I or is that just Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if it's like this with, like, with Africa, like, in, like, African culture, like, with mm-hmm. the women. But I know a lot of times in, like, Domi- in, like Dominican families, you're like, mm, you have to stay together for mm-hmm. the family. You know, you have to forgive your husband. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And so it's just like you have to kind of like put up with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it really is. That's like generational teaching. 100%. I swear to God. Like it's always like, why is it that you don't care to impart like other wisdom? It's more like you have pretty much like you got to put up with all of it. And it's like. Do I though? No, I'm not saying like my my mom def like didn't like say that to me, but I know definitely yeah. she put up with it with my dad. Yeah, and I think that she got that from like other people in her life. Like mm, you know, you made you made you um, made vows. You have to like mm, give it a try. Well, where were and those vows when he had his dick in that bitch? So I'm just like, but you you. You took these vows with me because you was there. I saw. I saw you. I, you made them to me, and I made them to you. Yeah, but you are fucking other women. Why do you think the women? women. Do you think women? Why do you think? Because like even African communities is a is a very similar situation, where yeah, the men cheat heavily, and sometimes the men are like, also like there's like a physical abuse problem in a lot of. Luckily, like I didn't have to deal with that. But, like, a lot of people do deal with that. Where do you think that comes from? Especially, do you think it comes from the sense that in a lot of cultures, m- women were seen as, like, property to men? And, obviously, a lot of these cultures have moved past that, but there's still um, some symptoms of that there still? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you think that, where do you think that um, entitlement, I guess, or just that urge to do such things come from? Honestly, I think the entitlement that shit comes from the Bible, bro. The Bible? The Bible tells men to cheat? Because, (laughs) like, it's like, oh, Jesus says, or God says that the man is the head, Mm -hmm. the head of the family. Mm -hmm. You already know. It's like, okay. (laughs) Whatever. Mm hmm. Jesus is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of the podcast. Jesus <laughs> is wrong. <laughs> and so I feel like that's it's pretty much like oh the man, the the man is like the head of the family, mm-hmm. and also God doesn't is like not okay with divorce. Yeah, I really just think it's just like in the and at least like in our culture, it's like faith based teaching. Oh, a hundred percent. It's like, mm, God, you have to stay a virgin until you're married. You have to listen to the men. 
submit to the man. And it's just like, mm-hmm. that's in the Bible? That's crazy. Why God care about that? You know a nigga wrote that. <laughs> you know, a nigga was like, yo, what, what you think we should put in this book? Uh, m- make them submit. <laughs> to who? You know who to who? who us. <laughs> you know. So it's just very, I think that's what it is. It's like a very faith-based mm-hmm. teaching that has not caught up to like modern day. Yeah. Like there's no reason why in 2020 you as a, my parent are telling me that I have to put up with this. Why I have to allow this kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, I've been, I'm, I'm lucky because I know like my mom hasn't like said that. Yeah. But, and she's, 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 I, but I think she's of the mindset is just like put up with what you can. Yeah. Until you can't anymore. And then leave. walk. But I'm just like, I shouldn't have to put up, period. And get the boiling pot of water. You gotta die. Like, you gotta catch these hands. I feel like as we get, not now as, a, as an, as an adult. Yeah. I'm just like, the way that I want somebody to love me and baby me the way Dominican women baby their sons, bro. Bro, that's what I need. I need that kind of love and support. Bro, Dominican women have a weird relationship with their sons. Just Hispanic women in general. There's something. I don't know. What the fuck is it. that? I don't get it. And I don't know if it's is it because like he's like the man of the house. Because oftentimes, you know, in most families like the husband is like ancient mm-hmm. so i'm just like i don't understand what like holy the obsession shit is. yo i'll tell you something it's gonna be a hard pill to swallow you know how <laughs> it's gonna be a hard pill to swallow you know how um you know you know how like some of these dominican men ain't shit i'm not gonna say all but you know some of them ain't shit most mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, most of these Dominican men ain't shit. It's the woman's fault. That's a big huge my sister and I were talking about that, like It's the woman's fault. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. The way the way most women raise their sons not even just most women, but like the yeah. way the women in like our in, in our circumstances, the way that the I wanna say Dominican women the way that they kind of like coddle their sons. That's why you 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 get older and you find yourself a man and he's garbage. Cause mom was just like, I mean you. He can do no I'm, wrong. I'm gonna do everything for you. I'm like, why I have to figure it out for myself? But you you're making a sandwich for your your 80 year old son. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like we. What is it? What's that that quote that mothers baby their sons no they they raise their sons and like is it like um mothers spend so much time like pretty much shitting on the nigga and then raise their son to be that nigga some shit like that no i mean that applies but no it's pretty much that like they baby their sons and kind of like raise their daughters ah. i don't know i'm gonna look for it but the way that you just kind of like like with my brother he's he's I don't know what he's like romantically, but I I think that he's like partly an ancient partner. (laughs) But just like even like what he was allowed to do living here and what we were allowed to do, like he would 
it, my and it's a sore subject with my mom. Like we can't like she doesn't like it when we bring it up. Yeah. But he would have his girlfriend spend the night here. While we're all home, it's not like he snuck them in. Like we're we're not home, whatever. Like like a normal person would do. Like my mom's gone, come through. No, he would have them here. They would spend the night. All of us are home. Bro, good for him. Good for him, dog. Like so, I couldn't do that shit at my house. That's what I'm saying. And so my mom's like, "Oh, your brother's so respectful and he's so nice to me." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know how much money he saved over the years. He didn't have to take no Uber, no, no, no. Um, he didn't have to book a hotel." I'm like, "Run me Uber money, bro, because like I, I gotta leave my house to go do my thing." And he was doing it here for free. Yeah, that's wild. So but yeah, like, oh, niño, my little angel son. Like you don't you don't hold them accountable. Yep, it's yeah. So you heard it here first. Um, whenever you say men ain't shit, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. It's our mother's fault. It's your so, baggy mama's fault. So, <laughs> so if you got any issues with us, take it up with mom Dukes, cause that shit ain't my problem. Like, <laughs> I didn't cheat on you because of me. Better. It's like but, a, it's a generational thing, and you got that. That's that. It, it has to stop with like you or like with me. Like it, like I, I can't. But that, and I, I also do think that there's there's something. I think men are just genetically disgusting, where we just like have to stick our dick in things. Like, bro, we don't have to though. Stephanie, we have you heard? Have, have you heard of a little something called a glory hole? <laughs> It's literally yep. a hole where dudes stick their dick in in hopes that something touches it. That's nasty. Like, yo, there's no there's no torso shaped glory hole where a woman could just stick half her body in. That's some man shit. We are just fucking gross. I don't know what the fuck it is. We are disgusting. And like, like it, we're sick. We got a problem. You think you are the superior sex? Get out of here. I mean, that's because we could beat the shit out of you. But aside from that, like, you, aside from that, that you, better hit, you better knock me out. Because when I come to, I'm going to whoop you. <laughs> <laughs> knock me out good. but no i do think like men we are genetically just predisposed to be more disgusting than women and like i get with like sleeping with multiple women and if you look at it like evolutionarily it'll have to do with like wanting to spread your seed as far as possible women obviously you can't do the the reverse you can't just fuck mad dudes to get like mad kids you only gotta have like a a man bro i'm telling you so I feel like, no, no, without a doubt, and I feel like we mm-hmm. are raised in, like, a society where it's just, like, that kind of behavior is okay from men. Yeah, you're the look man. At the way, look at the way that people, like, the mental breakdown when WAP came out. I find, I, listen, that is, like, glorious. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best songs I have ever heard in my entire life. What song? WAP. Oh. <laughs> but look at look at the reaction. And I mean, no, sorry, continue. I interrupted. I know. I know. No, but like, look, look at it. Like here, if you, if you see, listen to WAP, right? And you're just like, oh, 
But you hear other songs about men, and she's like, oh, I, I busted in her mouth. She swallowed my seed. And it's just like, how is keep that? Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> busted in her mouth. She mm. swallowed my seed. Uh-huh. Shot it in her eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you hear, like, you know, you know that there's a song. And it's just like, what is it? Like, um... I mean, it wasn't the whole song, yeah, but there was a line song, in, like... Like, listen to anything made by, like, who? Joel Santana, The Diplomat, Cameron, um, old 50 Cent songs, Luke Dogg, uh, Lil Wayne, That's Lollipop. <laughs> Lollipop is disgusting, first of all. No, but and the thing is... And drop it like it's hot. Mm-hmm. Pharrell is like, That's wider than what's spilling down your throat. He's talking about nut. You already okay. know. You That's already know. About. So... We he could be talking about milk. That milk. Got milk? When, <laughs> when, yeah, the milk coming out of his nut. His, 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 his D. Yeah, that almond milk. That, oh, God, that battery acid nut. Cash That's another milk. thing, too. That's another thing, too. Y'all come with your battery acid nut. No regard. No regard for the poor woman on the receiving end. That's like a whole other discussion. Oh, oh, oh! But when y'all be squirting, which is just urine, y'all want y'all y'all don't want to fucking you you really want to talk that shit? Y'all be peeing on niggas and then talking about it's just vaginal it's fluid. What he deserves. It's fucking piss. But the point is, look at yeah. the, look at we look, look at everything that you just named, and look at how the, just like the reaction for WAP. But who's like reacting that, sh- that way though? Like that's the thing I'm gonna touch back on. The like, like Lil Wayne wasn't wasn't like I'm. He wasn't like, hey, baby, WAP is WAP's not it. He he was gotta just nobody. He didn't say shit about it. He probably like bopped out to that song. It's a specific <laughs> white man. Ben Shapiro was <laughs> <So, laughs> wet ass p word. <laughs> yeah, wet ass p word. That sounds like a gyno a gynecological problem. Basically, said. just say that you're trash or foreplay. Your poor, his poor wife, his poor wife. Mm. But no, it's that it's white men. But it's also like you saw like on Twitter, like a lot of black men too, like, oh, I would hate to have a daughter for her to turn out like this. Where are your fathers? It's just like you can nah. be like men. Men only want it's just it's I feel like men want to be they like want the you, only they, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was gonna say like a lot of dudes want girls to be hoes, but like in secret, like the I like a lady in the streets, but a freak in the bed. Like they want yeah. that shit. Yeah, but a lot of dudes. Yeah, you want a freak in the bed, but how you think I I, I got freaky in the bed? Practice, but you, you don't practice. want to know who practices. Hey, Drake wants that. <laughs> All these other dudes were practice, <laughs> were practice. You already know for me, for me, <laughs> for me. Girl, you look good. Won't you back that ass up? You a fine motherfucker. Won't you back that ass up? Call me Big Daddy. Won't you back that ass up? Girl, who was <laughs> you playing? Won't you back that ass up? <laughs> but it's just like the mental breakdown. I feel like if the world would be a better place if we just like loved women the way that we like coddle men. That's what I've been doing. Bro, I've been loving the, the shit out of these women. The said that that is a lie. <laughs> Stop playing. I stopped disrespecting women a long time ago. Like, I told you, I haven't lied to a woman since... Tw- tw- um, last time I lied to a woman was 2018. That's very specific, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't lied to a woman since 2018. Do you think... Like, like as, as you get older, like, do you think about, like, 
having a family and do you think about how you would kind of raise your kids like do you is that the relationship you have with your parents is that something that you would want to have with your kids something that you wouldn't care if you have with your kids like you know what i mean no i would want the like exact opposite i think my i think my parents again they did what they had to do so i i forgot who said this but i i forget who said this quote but i was listening to something one day and a guy was like Oh, coming up, growing up in a poor neighborhood, your parents are working all of the time. And so they can't show you the affection that you need as a child strictly because they don't got time to love you. They got to feed you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the situation I grew up in where my parents were like they were they weren't there really emotionally. And I feel like I suffered a lot from that as a kid. Mm -hmm. But they were doing what they had to do. Like they couldn't be there emotionally they couldn't because of the fact that they had to pay rent they had four kids to feed they had to send money back home for um all for the family that they were sending money back home to mm-hmm. and yeah like i don't i don't resent them for it or anything but there are times where i do wish like they tried harder and i do wish like they kind of like took certain american um practices when it came to raising kids but especially now as an adult i i definitely get it Mm-hmm. And if I had kids, I would the relationship would I would want it to be much closer just because like, yeah, I don't think a child should grow up how I grew up. <laughs> like sad enough to say it's got a fuck to I say, I but like, I yeah, I don't think a kid should grow up. how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. How about you? That's tough. I do. I do want the opposite. Mm hmm. I know that I'm a lot like my mom, and so she's very, I'm very, like, anal about a lot of things where I'm just, like, like this, this kind of, you know, things should be done like this. Yeah. And it's not that she wasn't affectionate, but I think that there is a lot of, like, resentment on my end, so I'm just, like, like, no, this is, like, (laughs) yeah. so I I want to be an affectionate parent. Mm -hmm. I, it's not really in me to, like, receive affection, but I want to... I want to be open to receiving it and giving it to my mm. kid. And I also, I feel like there, now that I'm older, you know, I'm in therapy and stuff, you know, I've, I've been learning a lot yeah, about myself. There, getting so the I, brain right. <laughs> I do. I feel like a lot of it is that there are behaviors, there are habits that I have that I don't want to raise children like that. Like, yeah. I want them to flourish. I want them to feel that they can, like, come to me. I want them to feel safe and supported. Not that I didn't feel safe or supported, but there are things where I'm just like, not especially not as an adult. I'm like, you definitely could have handled this better. Yeah. You as you as a parent, you as a sibling, like, y'all should have handled this way better than you actually did. Yeah. So it, it's more so like I want to break like that. What like whatever trauma? My therapist says that nobody escapes childhood unscathed. Mm-hmm. But. I just know I want my kids to feel. Yeah, some people have deeper scars than others, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure, like, but I want I want them to feel loved, and I want them to feel support in mm-hmm. the way that I know that is unnatural for me to like give. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like positive affirmation. Probably I'm like positive affirmation, and maybe I did get that as a child, but I am not somebody who knows how to give positive affirmation. I'm just like, yo, don't be a dumbass, bro. 
and that's another fucking big immigrant thing i don't know if your parents did that shit but when it came to especially with grades in my with me it was like if i got a b plus my say like remember getting grades in elementary school say you got an eight out of ten my mom she wouldn't she wouldn't say oh kevin got an eight out of ten she would say in tree the language that we speak she would be like oh kevin watit mianu which means kevin lost two points not kevin got eight points he lost oh. two points the two eight. yeah like, just focus on the eight and it's like just yeah. always having that in my head i always had that like mindset of oh nothing i do is good enough which mm-hmm. in a way with certain things it definitely helps like my work ethic when i'm doing something i put in the work to do it but there's a lot of things in life where i'm just like where i kind of double think a lot and i always feel as if there's always a sense in my head that i'm doing something wrong just Mm -hmm. because of like the way i was raised with my parents it's so fucked up (laughs) like how like they're still fucking in here from your upbringing and just trying to like just learn and grow and get past those things but yeah no, I agree with what you're saying, yeah. I feel that. I feel that deeply. I'm like, no, I feel that. No, for sure. It's just like, oh, I'm like, no, my, I have X. And this is a true story. I'm like, oh, I have X amount in my savings account right now. She's like, that's it? I'm like, why can't you just say, hey, good job? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I haven't been working for long. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, that's it? It's never good enough. Celebrate me. Oh, damn. It's never good enough. Yeah. Never good enough. When I got my bachelor's. Oh, you lost two points. Mm. Yeah. When I got my bachelor's, my mom's first question was, when I I got my bachelor's, my mom's first question was, so when are you going to do your master's? First question. Ma'am. It's like it's like this pressure mm-hmm. to like. It's like it's okay. I think it's okay. They they don't understand that it's okay to want your kids to do more, but encourage them. Let make them feel like where they are right now is okay too. Yeah, it's just like no, always be working. I'm like I'm tired. Tell me I did a good job. Like I'm not just gonna give up on life after I reach these goals. Facts. It's just like, do you really think I'm good enough? Like, I was telling my my sisters, and I tell my mom this too. Like, mm-hmm. I stifled myself a lot just because I didn't want her to think so. Ne- I didn't want her to think negatively of me. Yeah, you know. And I was a good kid, and I was just always like, I remember, I have um on my earlobe I've got the two piercings. Mm-hmm. So the first one my mom did when I was a baby, the second one I got. The, I think the day after my 19th birthday. Yeah. 19, Kevin. I was 19. And it wasn't like a tattoo. It was just a second piercing on my earlobe. I called my sister freaking out. I'm like, bro, I just did this. Like, what's mom going to say? I'm like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, you're fine. It's just like, <laughs> it's simple. It's just like on the lobe. Yeah. But the issue is like, I feel like I stifled a lot of, who I am or who I wanted to be because I don't want her to think of me a certain way. All that, and she still thinks. I'm pretty sure she still thinks I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. 
No, all the shit is like <laughs> I do this shit all just so you can think that I'm a decent person, and you still treat me like I ain't shit. You <laughs> still treat me like I ain't shit. So I'm just like, what more do you want from, from me? me? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, it is definitely done out of love because they want you to do. They want you to um, strive for higher, but it's. I don't think it's an effective way of doing such because it just, I think it fucks with the brain too much. Mm-hmm. No, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, okay, you're supportive. And you'd be like, hey, okay, you know, I believe in you. But it's just like, you can do better than I believe in you. Yeah. And I know my mom believes in me. I know she does. And I know my family is very supportive of whatever I do. Mm. But I'm like, y'all could kick it up a notch. <laughs> because now I, now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, like positive reinforcement, positive affirmation. I don't do that. I'm literally in the back like, yo, don't, don't be an idiot. Just do what you got to do. Yeah. Because you weren't raised I'm, in that. Yeah. That's Same. She's like, just do it. Just I'm like, why am I going to tell you good job? Because you're doing something that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You're supposed to be getting good grades. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what positive affirmation, positive reinforcement is. Or how to I'm take like, it. Or how to take it. I'm like, like, yo, chill. Stop. Does not compute. <laughs> Bro, when people like, when people are extra nice to me, I'm like, are you trying to fuck me right now? What's going on? <laughs> you, you trying to, you trying to rob me right now? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Back off. <laughs> like you either want money or you trying to fuck me. <laughs> like yo, relax. I don't understand it. Like I'm not great at receiving it, and I I cannot give it. Oh yeah. It like, it sounds fake. I'm like, hey, good job. I'm like, ugh. Mmm, gross. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, there's always that like, you can do better, or mm-hmm. you should be better. And so I have that mentality with others. I'm like, okay, bro. When you fuck up, it's just like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Of course I would do that. Yeah. Yes. I'm in the back. I'm like, a fucking idiot. <laughs> and my therapist is like, you shouldn't talk about yourself in that way. And I'm just like, how else am I supposed to acknowledge that I did something idiotic if I don't tell myself <laughs> I was being an idiot? <laughs> How am I how am I gonna learn if I don't just blatantly insult myself until I just get it? Freaking idiot. I'm I'm very big on calling myself an idiot. And oh, I'm yeah. trying not to do it. Same. Because like, I have to I stop myself I'm, from thinking it. I'm just like, oh you fucking stupid, Kevin. Yeah, no, I feel you. And not that my and he's like, Oh, did your did your parents say that to you? I'm like, No, my mom never called me an idiot. But I feel like just like the the implication was there. I'm sure she thought it was an idiot. <laughs> I'm just filling She's in the blanks for her. She never said it. So it's just like sometimes I'm like, it's just very interesting to see how we adapt. Because I feel like other people, like my even like with my siblings, they yeah. were raised the same way. They, they were raised with both parents. Because mm-hmm. my dad, like, they you know they got back together for me, but. They broke up before I was born, mm-hmm. but they were raised with mom and dad in the home. I mean, he was in the home, but he wasn't really in the home. He was in the home, so, out the home, in the home, out the home. Yeah. And so it's very interesting how pretty much with like the same parents, you grew up in, with the same mom, mm-hmm. but we're all so different. And my sister's like very positive. She's like, Jesus got it. And 
you shouldn't be so negative. And I'm in the back, like, bad beat. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everybody here hates me kind of thing. No, I feel you. And so it's just like, just be better. I don't know. Excuse me. Okay, like, you want me to pat you on the back for what? Like, pat yourself on the back? Yeah. And keep it pushing. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to be that kind of parent. 100%. It's just like, yeah, I know you should be getting good grades because school is your only thing. But, like, I believe in you. Good job. Yeah. Thank you for giving me this ugly art. I'm going to put it on the fridge. <laughs> not that, not, and, and I know that saying this makes it sound like that's not, I didn't have that. Because mm-hmm. my mom still has a lot of my art from, like, when I was a kid. And she, like, saved everything I gave her. I feel like within this conversation, we had a lot of talks about the negatives <laughs> of being raised within an immigrant family. I, I'd like to close off with some positives. Um, what are some positives that you have in your life? Um, you've had from being a part of the family that you're a part of. And if you want some th- seconds to think, I can say some of my positive positives. You can go first. <laughs> yeah. I, I do have to say, I'm sure there are positives, but you go first. Yeah. I'd say my positives are like culturally, I feel like I stand out from a lot of people and I like that. Like my parents, there's very few people that can say, oh, my parents are from Ghana. I was born in the Bronx, but then I was also raised in Colorado. And so I got to see a lot of different like. I got to see a lot of different ways that people live the life. And I have an outlook on life that is much different from um, other people because I don't see I don't really think ethnocentrically anymore. And that's because just life forced me not to do so just because if I'm going home, if I'm going to school um, with Americans and then coming home to straight up Africans, immigrants, I don't look at (laughs) immigrants. I don't look at I don't look at um, I don't look at a lot of aspects of life on how people do things, especially when it's a cultural thing as like right or wrong. And I have a lot of friends who do that shit where they were like, I have a couple of white friends who if they see people do certain things, they'll go, oh, that's just that's weird because the let's say, for example, the French just do things weird. I don't think that way, really. I always look at life like, oh, OK, this is just different because of like that's how the culture came up. I think, yeah, I'd say being raised. One of my biggest things like being raised by like African parents while living like the life that I lived has shown me to that life doesn't need to revolve around a specific standard i think that's my positive yeah Mm -hmm. Hmm. i feel like i don't know i feel like for me not even just like with the cultural difference Mm -hmm. the age difference one thing i think for me my positive well i have excellent work ethic that's another thing, yeah, no, like, yeah. That's one thing that I know. Like, I'm lazy, Kevin. I know this, and if I don't want to do it, I, I won't do it, and it, it won't come within me. But if it's something that I want to do, bro, it is. Sometimes I take a step back and I'm like, "Yo, you a boss bitch, bro." <laughs> look what and you like, did. Like, yeah, look at you, like. What, that's one thing that I will, and I know I got it from like my mom. I got it back from my siblings. Like my work ethic, mm-hmm. that is like my positive. Like if I commit to it, I have committed, 
and I'm getting whatever I want. That's dope. Because you, you, you gotta hustle for what you you have to hustle. Yeah. And you have to you have to look for what you want. And I'm like That is dope. No, I feel like I doubt myself a lot and I feel like that's like like how we talked about just like the lack of positive reinforcement <laughs> and like giving and receiving, but I feel like and my mom would always tell me she's like in, in even if I don't always like apply it, I know that there's nothing I can't do. Yeah. Like th- if I wanted to do it, I would do it. I'm not, I'm not in like on a on a sh- on a rocket ship to the moon right now because I don't want to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> All that to say, I feel like being raised with like around immigrants, like with like deep like deep immigrants, you just kind of you learn to work. Yeah, if you want it, work for it. You work for it, and you 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 work for literally everything you have. Yeah, and I think that for me, like that, that's a huge positive. Like I'm a deadbeat, Kevin. I am, <laughs> but I have excellent work ethic. <laughs> a deadbeat with excellent work ethic. That might be the that might be the title. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Jesus is wrong. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this latest episode of the Remotely Social Podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, share that thing with a friend. I'm sure other people would like to have something to listen to during these times. And it'd be great if you introduced them to this show. Also, make sure you're following our social media at Remotely Social Pod. That is Remotely Social Pod. You can find all the visual um, type of stuff up there. And yeah, it helps the show out. Well, until next week, thank you again for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Hope your New Year's going well, and yeah, take it easy. Peace.